My title for you today that I want to talk to you about is I am king. I am king. Now, as I talk about God as king, you're probably going to notice, and you, and you guys will find a sit if you'd like. You find a, you find a sit. I, I'll call you up when you can come up. Go take some notes. Uh, and thank you. What, you're, what you're, you're, you're probably going to detect from me today in some sort of sense that I'll be talking about God. His name is God, but he is a sovereign God. He is king. So you're probably going to hear me talk a little bit from my fatherly point of view. The most important thing going on in my life right now is my family. How about you? Right? Okay. So the most important thing that's going on in my life is my family. My family, what's the next level? How will God bring us through this where we're at? Does he have something more for us? What does the transition look like? And it's a 24-7 thing in our home. I don't know about you, right? But what's God doing? What does he want to do? What does he want to lead me? Am I responsible? What role does my wife play? Uh, I can't just spank my children. I can't just tell them what to do anymore. They have a mind of their own. Um, everything is growing. How do, I, how do we get to the next level? So you're probably going to hear the tent of Father coming out of the sermon today. Is that all right with you? Because as he's king, at the end of the day, he wants us to be like him. That this king that God is, the sovereignty that he is, he wants his children to be like him because that's how he made us and why he made us. Right? That's why he made us. So put this in your notes. Put this in your notes. God is sovereign and complete. He's in complete authority. He's sovereign. He's in complete authority over everything created in the entire universe, including you. So he has sovereignty. Sovereignty means he can do what he wants, when he wants, how he wants. <laughs> in any way, thing, in everything that he created. He doesn't have to ask what he created for permission. He doesn't have to ask you for, more, for your permission for what he does in your life. He believes he's God. He believes he's king. And once God believes something, he's not necessarily looking for you to agree with it. But in order for his will to be done on earth, eventually you have to agree. Eventually you have to say, yes, Lord. Eventually you have to see what God plans for your life and begin to flow with it. Right? So now, him as king, I want to tell you four things about him. And I want to prove them in scripture. As king, number one, God believes that there is no one like him. You can put these up later. I just want you to get them in your notes. There's no one like me. He doesn't believe he can be compared to anything or anyone. That's what he believes. So stop comparing him. Okay? He believes that he says, I do not change. I don't change. I don't change. Number three, God is like this as king. Um, what I say, I say how it's going to end. And the fourth thing about God is, he says, what I say will happen. 
What I say will happen. Let's go back through them. He says, there's no one like me. Number two, what does he say? I don't change. Number three, he says about himself, I say how it ends. This is not under your control. This is what he says is king. Number four, what is it? What I say will happen. Now, when God begins to talk, and and I'm going to give you the scriptures. When God begins to talk about himself, he makes John Brown sure you hear him correctly. (laughs) He doesn't mince his words. He says it everywhere in the Bible. Right? So now, there's no one like me. Isaiah, I love Isaiah 46. You should read it. Isaiah 46, and when people say that you don't need to, you don't need to, um, the Old Testament is old. So they say it's a New Testament, so you should always talk from the New Testament. Well, that's why I'm going to talk to you about God doesn't change. So whoever he was in the old, he is in the new, right? So Isaiah 46, 9 says, read it with me. It says, remember the former things of old. What does he say? I am God. Keep reading. There is no other. Keep reading. Now, this is God talking. And he says, I'm God. he said, remember the things of old. In other words, here's the point he's trying to make up front. Up front, he says, I want you to remember how all this started. The whole thing. He says, I want you to remember how this started. This started with my words in Genesis 1. There was nothing. There was no one. There was no order. There were no systems. There was no animals. There was no, there was nothing. It was just darkness. So he says, from the beginning, I started it all. I'm in control of it all. I manage it all. There's nothing that is that wasn't. Now, why would you, at the top of your notes, write yourself a question to self? Say self. Why would I compare anybody to him? Why are there people on your list under God? Why do you capitalize the word Satan? Why is there other gods on the list with him? Why do we compare God with sickness? Why do we compare God the Father to our natural father? Why would we compare the creator of the universe to any other person? As a matter of fact, all the other religions and all the other gods point back to him. So say this with me. I'm done comparing God with anything else. I can't hear y'all. Y'all in a COVID coma? I, I will stop comparing God to anything else. Now let me stop because you don't know what you just said. Whenever you begin to compare your family to another family, you diminish your family. Whenever I compare my wife to another woman, I diminish her. Whenever I compare my car to yours, I diminish the importance of my car in my life. Whenever I compare your educational level with mine, I diminish what I've done. You never diminish that. It stands alone. God is God, period. Be sure you don't get mixed up in diminishing the power of God in your life. 
When you pray about God, don't mention Satan in the same sentence. There's nothing that compares to him. Nothing. Number two, what did I say? What does God say? God says, now listen, I'm God. I I, I am God. There's nobody like me. But you might as well understand, I don't change. I'm not going to change for you. You can't create this God that you love and then make him God. Now, I am interested in you being saved and going to heaven. The problem is you got to live here till you go. (laughs) You can't check out on earth waiting to go someplace. (laughs) No, no, not around here. So now that you love God, I want to make sure you understand, don't create, you got saved and came to the real God. Now, don't create a God that you can tolerate and worship him. A God that likes you. (laughs) A God that can just take what you're going through. Is anybody here this morning? A a God, you know, a a God that you you feel better about. (laughs) No, he says, I'm not changing. And here's the scripture, Malachi. Now, people say, I don't like reading Malachi because it talks about money. It's really not about money. It's about what, how God set everything up. And God, God, God says these words about him as he's talking to the Italian prophet Malachi. He says to Malachi, he says, for I am the Lord. No, you read it with me. For I am the Lord. I do not change. And then he said, because if I would change, I would kill you right now. Well, it's not exactly what he said. That's exactly what he said. But the words he used were, therefore, you are not consumed. He said, if I was a changing God, I would smack you upside the head every time you disobey me. I would consume you because you're taking the tithe that belongs to me and you're paying your rent with it. If I was a changing God, I would be like your friends. Be weary of people who say I'll never leave you. Because he's the only one that can keep that promise. Only God can keep the promise of I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. No one else who says those words have the ability to do so. Why? Because people change. I said people change. I said things change. Situations change. And you change. What worked for you one day doesn't work for you today. You change. God says, I don't. I'm not changing. It doesn't matter to God what's happening, what you're going through, what someone said or what someone did, how you feel, what's happening, the news, the whoever's talking. God says, I don't change. So no matter how much things change, people change, circumstances change, God doesn't change. Here's what he says, and here's the question I want to ask you. How many of you this morning, you are glad that God does not change? No, 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 no. I'm talking about some people who really need to know 
that when you're facing something, when you're facing something big and you're not sure how it's going to come out, you're not sure how this thing's going to work out, you got yourself in a mess that you would love to get out of, and you just say in your mind, I'm so glad if nothing else stays the same, I know God stays the same. Are you glad he doesn't change? My wife said to me one day, she said, it seems like you've changed. Your tone of voice has changed with me. You're not behaving the way you used to change. And now y'all know my, my wife. She, she keeps talking until she's done. So don't interrupt, brothers. So I just had to let her finish. Because if I stop up the well, it's going to explode on me. So I just let the volcano keep talking. Let it keep talking, brothers. Clear your throat. Let her keep talking. She's like, you've changed. Your tone of voice has changed. Is there something going on with you? Have I frustrated you? Are you frustrated someplace else? That went on for about five minutes, and I was getting ready to get up, 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 up. I stayed right here. I kept listening. Then it switched over, but March closed her eyes and said, but I'm thankful that there's a God in my life that doesn't change. He doesn't change. He doesn't get an attitude. He doesn't get mad at me. He doesn't shut me down. He listens to me. As a matter of fact, if, she said, if words come out of my mouth that aren't like, not like God, and I'm even talking about him, he'll just stand there till I'm finished with his arms open, wrapped around me. I said, that's God. But she said, I'm just thankful that there's a man in my life that doesn't change. Just give me one minute. Have you, anybody in here right now, you're facing something that, you know, you don't even want to talk to people about. It could be a bit embarrassing or just in your face. Or it's prolonging itself. The season won't end. It's like, will I ever get through this kind of thing? And once you're at your most desperate point inside your head and inside your mind, you come back to this resolve. I might be crazy, but God is not. I might be sick, but God is not. I might be in an impossible place, but God is not. I hate my spouse, but God loves me. There's, you know what I'm saying? That there is something going on in your life, and say it with me. God never changes. I give you 10 seconds to worship him like he never changes. It's amazing to me that people who've never needed a God that doesn't change. They don't, they don't understand the power in a God who doesn't change. He doesn't change about me. He doesn't change about his calling. He doesn't change about my business that may be struggling right now. He gave me a word about this business and it will come to pass. He doesn't change because I can't get alone. He doesn't change telling you you're going to have a baby but you're not married yet. He doesn't, he doesn't change. He doesn't change in his faith and belief in you. Never. People change. Just don't see them as God and you'll be fine. Circumstances change, but don't let those circumstances tell you they represent God. They don't represent God. What you're dealing with doesn't represent God. They're not saying anything. You just wait until God shows up in every sense. I don't want to get stuck. Come on, sit down. 
when you, when, you, when you sit down and just say, he don't change, he don't change, he don't change. You got to talk to yourself. You got to be a little bit schizophrenic. You got to talk to yourself. You got to talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. God doesn't change. This is, now this, this, this right here is a conundrum. This right here is a mess. I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't even know. I don't, I'm, I'm scared to talk about it. I'm losing my mind. I'm up all at night. I'm taking uppers and downers. I'm trying to figure it out. Prayer don't work. Oil don't work. Speaking in tongues don't work no more. I don't even understand this. But you, got, you just got to stand still and settle yourself and just rest on the character of God. God doesn't God doesn't have character. He is character. He can't change. Well, pastor, here's the issue. I got stuff going on in my head and in my heart. And now during this time of COVID, you've been stuck at home. You've been stuck on Zooms. You've been stuck with people sometimes at work. You can't go see your grandmama them. Now your job's being threatened. If you don't get the double tap, somebody's going to do something to you. You got to do this and got to do that. And now there's control, fighting for control over your entire life. And you're like, what do I do? Believe in God. Stay right there where you are. Why? Because his third character... About what he says about himself. I got so tired of listening to people tell me what God was saying. So I just opened my Bible. I didn't open no app. I don't want to read. I don't want to hear no app. I don't want to hear nothing. I want to read the word of God in every translation. And in every translation, the Bible says this. Remember the former things. Remember the former things, for I am God, and there is not another one like me. I am God, and there is no one like me. There's nobody else. And he, let me tell you how I'm different. God says, let me tell you how I'm different. I'm different from every other God. Why? Because I am declaring. I'm the king of this whole thing. And I declare the end before we start. Before I get started on your life, I finish your life. Whatever I told you I'm going to do, it's already done. So what you fussing about and stressing about, what God said to you when he said it, it was finished. I see the end and I tell you what it's going to be because I made the end before I made you. Before somebody made this, before somebody made this, before somebody built this, it was finished in architectural plans. It was finished in engineering. Somebody took the engineering off the paper and walked onto dry land, 17 acres. We're going to build a Walmart. Ain't nothing here but corn. But it was already finished. What we got to do, we got to move some dirt from over there, put some dirt over there. Got to put some stuff under the ground. Got to put plumbing and electrical under the ground. We got to put footings over here. They just started to work. You drove by and said, what a mess. There's just dirt and dust everywhere. It's such a mess. What are they doing over there? That's what it's like to be around faithless people. You going through too much to have faithless people around you. Shout and talk to me. They think it's just a mess in your life. 
All they see is dirt. All you got to do is pull out the architectural plans. What did God say? That's what it's going to look like when it's finished. So many of us stop in the middle of dirt. We stop in the middle of mud and stuff running in our life. We stop in the middle of digging deep to get our footings right. We stop in the middle. This don't look like nothing. It's just a bunch of metal up there. No, it is in your mind, in God's mind, it is finished. Shout it. It. It's done. How are we going to get there? That ain't my job. I don't know. How are we going to build it, Pastor? I don't know. And I don't care. That ain't none of my business. He said, I'm going to declare the end from the beginning. Why are we dying early? Well, he died of a heart attack. No, he didn't. He died of complaining. He died of thinking it wouldn't come to pass. He died of stress. He died. Why is she dead? She didn't die of COVID. She died because all her life she wouldn't get in shape to live. High blood pressure, sugar diabetes, all those things come from I don't believe God. I don't believe God's sovereign. I don't believe it starts and ends with him. I don't believe he can do what he said. That's why we died. Then we carry something on our natural bodies. It was not made to carry. Your body wasn't made for stress. Your body was made for pleasure. Your body was made for pleasure. And when your body's in pleasure, you won't eat plastic. Exercise becomes a way of life. When we start believing God, when we start believing that God is sovereign, that he's king of it all, he says, I'm going to tell you what it is. Y'all sit down. God, God doesn't have to depend on someone else to tell him, you got it. He don't, he don't need to depend on someone else. To tell him how it's going to come out. Oh God. He, he doesn't say this is what I want. What you think? What you think? Do you think? Do you think? Do you think we can do this? No. He doesn't come to you a nobody. He says this is what I want. I'm going to declare it. Getting ahead of myself. So number four. I know it is. Okay, so now. So, so, so now watch him. This is God talking. This ain't your preacher. You don't need no preacher to tell you this. Get in your Bible. Don't depend on this up here, y'all. We get it wrong. He said now. Uh, what I say will happen. Listen to, this, listen to this verse. He says, my counsel, my counsel will stand. Did we have that on there? My counsel will stand. 
and I will do all my pleasure. That's number four. I want you to read it on the screen. <laughs> uh-huh. What I say will happen. Then there's a scripture. No, I'm not moving on. Stay right here. I don't do this for TV. What I say will happen. Ha! Y'all sharp as tax back there. Thank you. My shall stand and Listen to him. He says, you got to get this point or you won't get my next point. He said, my counsel. Counsel is, uh, what's the movie? Where, uh, where the guy says, I was thinking inside my own head and I decided. Is that Madagascar? That's King Julius. <laughs> you know, you got kids, you just, you know, hey. You just got to watch what they're watching. I was thinking inside my own head, and, and I decided. That's counsel. And he says, my counsel will stand, and I will. Here's what you got to write down. I hope you caught it. God is pleasured. When what he thinks and says come to pass. It brings him pleasure when what he saw and said comes to pass. He's happy. He says, that's good. Try it. That's good. Try saying it. That's good. It's what I saw. It's what I thought. It's what I said. That's good. This is what your day should be like every day. That's good. That's good. That's good. That was my counsel. That's what I said. Now I see it. It's come to pass. I can hold it in my hands. Because if I can hold it in my head, I can hold it in my hands. That's good. You never want to live a life of that's bad. <laughs> Mm-mm. That's bad means you haven't even counseled. Or you haven't spoken yet. Because here's my fifth point. My fifth point is simply this. Put it on the screen. I made you. Here is the thought process. God says there's no one like me. I don't change. I say how it ends. And what I say happens... And I made you just like me. I'm slow. Are you slow? Am I slow or are you slow? Come on, AWC. Y'all still looking at the screen. That means you stuck in your mind. Baby Linnell, what kind of church am I in? So if I'm like him. Okay, no. Okay, y'all like, mm-mm. I'm like, you, I'm like God? Hold up. 
I watched a video the other day. It was the most ignorant video I've ever seen. Had a million and a half views. And I'm telling you, I don't know if I'm, I'm crying, I'm spitting, I'm like, what is this? And the whole video was Christians describing how we're not like God. You're not like God. You're not like God. Then they quoted all the scriptures that say we are. But, but that's not what that means. Psalm 82, they read it. Say, you are gods and you are created like children of God. They said, that, now let me tell you what that means. When you got to spend 45 minutes explaining to me why God didn't say, what was it, what was it, Lenny? Josh is about seven years old. And he said, uh, we went to hear somebody, another service. And the man said, God didn't mean that. He spent the whole thing. Through. And my son said, if God didn't mean what he said, why didn't he just say what he meant? And I said, he did. He said what he meant. Why are we trying to explain away that we come from the God class? Oh, now your theology is threatened. Give you Bible. So God created human beings. He created human beings. He created them God-like. This is the message. He created them God-like. He created them God-like, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female, so the woman is God-like too. And then God blessed them. We were created in his image, so we are like him. So now, there's nobody like you. Why are you comparing yourself to others? It's a waste of your time. You need scripture though, don't you? Because I just threw something at you you weren't ready to eat. Psalm 139, you should fall in love with it. Psalm 139 talks to you about you. This is what it says. It says right now in the 13th verse, it says, For you formed my inward parts, not just babies in the womb that deserve to be protected, but you who are alive need to be protected too. He said, you formed me in my inward parts. Keep reading. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am. Write these in your notes. I was handmade. God made you with the touch of his hand. There is no one like you. If that's true, who else can be you? If it's true that you are uniquely formed and made and called and put here on the planet, who else can accomplish what you're here to accomplish? No one can accomplish it. Don't blame yourself for having a big head. I mean, figuratively speaking. That you got a lot of ideas, dreams, callings, desires. You were created to have a big head. But most people who don't understand they were created to have a big head, they just let life happen to them. And you can't be in a position where you allow 
life to happen. Now, you got excited when I was talking about God. I want you excited about when we talk about you. Say it. There's no one like me. One more time. There's no one like me. Now, ask yourself a question. Why do I compare myself to anyone? Why do I allow others to compare me to other people? I got two friends. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got this friend and I got that friend. They're naming you and mentioning you with the friends. One, one of my friends did that to me. He did that to me. I won't say the real names, but he says, Martin, I got you and I got Jim, and you're, you're my two friends. I said, Jim ain't your friend. Why are you comparing me to Jim? Y'all don't. Why are you comparing me to Jim? Why I got two friends. You ain't got two friends. Your tire was flat a week ago. Did Jim send you some money? Huh? And I said, I'm talking to you. Did Jim give you any money for the tire? No. I said, now, when you, I, I told you not to mess with that girl. You messed with that girl and he got in trouble. Did Jim tell you not to mess with the girl? No, he drove me there. I said, exactly. You got one friend and you just lost him because I never hang out with somebody. I need this. Look here. Why am I wasting my time with a person that doesn't see me for what I am? What you're telling me is you like Jim better. Even though he's not a friend. Every time you get in trouble, you with Jim. And y'all call me. What is this compare? What is this comparison? Okay, Jim. What I mean, Jimmy Atta, your friend. Huh? When they really get in trouble, you're the one that's there. Jim ain't there. Jimmy Edda's not there. You got to ask a question. Why, why are you comparing me? Now y'all like, why is he stuck there? God does the same. Let me tell you something. If you pray more about the devil, God doesn't show up in your prayers. He will not be compared, compared to an equal. Now women can get away with this. I love it. I love it. And I'm, I'm not putting my wife on blast, but I love it. I love it sometimes. See, women can say, women can say stuff like this. He looks so good. You see, you see that suit on him, Martin? Don't look at me, Lenny, like that. I say, yeah, I see it on him. I mean, but men's bodies to me, I mean, they don't do nothing for me. But I get what the suit is doing. Yeah, he's groomed. He's, he's, he looks so, so beautiful. So beautiful. So be he's taking care of himself. Groomed and everything. And I just sit there. I just sit there and I let, her, I let her talk about the man she's seeing, right? <laughs> and now, and now, you know I'm getting ready to flip it. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna flip. I, said, I said, tell me that again. I mean, what, what were you really like? His shoes are shine. His cuticles are taken care of. You watch that. I mean, he's groomed. He did, I mean, the, the beard, everything is together. I said, oh, that's so nice. Then I wait. Because <laughs> you know every show that has a good-looking man on it, go have a good-looking woman on it. I said, ooh-wee, that, that really looks nice on her. I mean, whatever that bronzing is on her face, those arches, those it's on fleek. Look at those shoes. Oh, my God. And, and, and I don't look at her now because I know what's happening. <laughs> I know what's happening. I'm like, oh my God, look at those earrings. 
and, and you can tell they're real nice. I said, now them shoes, that, that between them six and eight inches on them heels make that calf really pop. And I said, boy, I bet she goes to the gym. Now, whatever you're thinking right now is how God thinks. When you spend your time binding the devil and talking about the devil and how much the devil is doing in the world, and God is like, oh, that's what we're doing. You think he has something to do with me. You think there are two gods in the world. There's Satan and me. Now, what was my wife doing over there? She's like, hmm. Because you can't talk about another woman. The women are like, yes, he can, Pastor. Yes, he can. No, he can't. You can. If you were a sinner, you could get away with misunderstanding who the devil is. But as a Christian, you can't get this mixed up. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things is not the same. <laughs> I'm moving on. I love you, babe. So it's like, <laughs> it's like we get in trouble when we compare. So if God, if there's no one like him, there's no one like you. So if God doesn't change, number seven, why are you changing? Why are you morphing in every situation? Why do you turn into what the situation is instead of being yourself? When you're with these people, you're one thing. When you're with them, you're another. And this, I mean, if you can go to church and speak in tongues and then go to the club and twerk, what is going on? Is it the place that changes you? Is it the circumstance that changes you? Is it the conditions that changes you? Is it someone in your life that you value more than God that changes you? Why are you flip-flopping on your dream? Why are you changing? It's hard out here, Pastor. The, str the struggle is real. They don't want me to have it, whoever D-E-Y is. Day. I've never met Day. I don't know Day. There are things that are not happening in my life. So instead of going for what I believe, I will settle for this. Why are you changing? Here's what the scripture says. Here's what the scripture says. Therefore, my beloved brethren, Paul says, be steadfast. Unmovable. Always abounding. Always. Always going higher. If you got a dream for your family, dream for your business, dream for your life, if God told you something he was going to do, consider it finished and just get to work. Get to work on it. Well, the struggle is real. There really is no struggle. Can I help you out with this? You're not really doing anything. 
Psalm 190, I'm sorry, Psalm 139 is a chapter that tells you how God works. And what it really means is there is a book written on your life, a book, a book, a book, a book. It has an introduction and it has an end. Everything you're supposed to do, have, and experience is already written down. So whatever struggle you think you're going through to get there isn't really a struggle. It's really a struggle of how you see God. And then it is a struggle on how you see yourself. The struggle really is, do I believe God? Can God do this in my life? Am I worthy of this? Is this too big for me? These are the struggles we have to have. So when you start to see God as king, I'm almost there. When you start to see God as king, he's sovereign and whatever he has said, it will happen. Y'all know where I'm coming, right? You know where I'm coming, right? Right at the top of your notes and say it out loud. I'm not changing. I'm not changing. Say it. I'm not changing. Say it again. I'm not changing. Whatever God said I'm going to have, I already have it. I'm going to stay right here. I am like him. I am like him. Period. If I'm like him, I've got to take on this attribute of his. I declare the end right now. Uh Uh-oh. Let us mess with your theology. I'm like him, so if I'm like him, I have his attributes. I'm in his likeness and image. Like God doesn't mean I look like him. No. Like him means I operate like him. (laughs) So however he operates, that's how I operate. He operates by speaking, Genesis 1. He operates by making a decision. If that's the way he operates, that's the way I must operate. Why? Okay, how many of y'all got children? How many of you have had the talk and they would just rather you whip them? They're like, put me in a corner, spank me, do anything but talk to me. Just don't talk to me. And you tell your children, you're all I have. I don't have anything else. I can't live my life through you. That's not proper. But I want you to live God's life through you. That's my expectation. I expect you to be who God made you to be, even if it's different from dad. But you're my only shot in this world. I can pastor other people. I can be what some people call a spiritual parent. But you, my kids, that came from my loins, born of your mother, The only two we have. We planned it this way. We didn't want all that other stuff. We wanted a family. We're in this family. You're all I got. Dad, did we do something wrong? No. Be quiet. Listen. (laughs) You ever call your kids? Say, hey. Call them by name. They come see you, right? And then you say, they say, mom, what'd you want? You say, never mind. Never mind. They go back to where they were. What do you do? 
You call them. <laughs> right? Hey, they come back, top of the stairs, come back to you, wherever they, and you say, oh, never mind. Then later on, you do what? You call them again. Now they're frustrated. Why do you keep calling me? And you simply say to them, I paid so much for you. I should be able to look at you every now and then. I just want to look at you. Because <laughs> there's going to come a day you're going to call them and they may not show up so you can look at them. They're going to start to grow into something that might not be what you want them to grow into. Oh, yeah, they FaceTime you. Declare the end now. Here's what Job said. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Job. They preach about Job all the time. And Job is in trouble all the time. Job is dying all the time. Job has boils all the time. Job lost everything all the time. So you can miss the wisdom in what Job said. Job said these words. He said, now, this is how life works. He said, you will also declare a thing. Don't go to sleep. You will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. In the Message Bible, it says it this way. Read it out loud with me. You'll decide what you want. See, we want light to be in our life. Lord, bathe my life with light. Let your light be everywhere. Let me live. Put the sun on my face and the wind at my back. And it never happens. Because you're asking God to do something. You got children, and now one of them has a mustache. Do you part his mustache to put a bottle in his mouth? Stop doing that, Mom. <laughs> you didn't get my analogy. You don't part your son's mustache to give him a bottle. Here you go, son. No, boy, you better get your rusty tail up. This is what we do. <laughs> Y'all don't believe in this. God said, put it back up, please. Thank you so much. If you want light in your life, It will happen when you decide. If you want light in your life, you've got to decree a thing. You've got to declare a thing. A declaration is not voting. A declaration is not uh, going into a committee meeting. A declaration is not a consensus. A declaration is not, what do y'all think? A declaration is, this is what's getting ready to happen. I declare. In the South, they would say, I declare. Then they'd laugh. What they were basically saying is, I pass judgment on what just happened by laughing at it. There has to be a declaration from your mouth. God, speaking to my life. He said, I did because I gave you a mouth. Speak into your own mouth. Say declare it. Now. I got a question for you. How's this going to come out? 
how's this going to come out? How's the thing you're dealing with right now, how's it going to end? How does it finish? What does it look like when it's over? I don't know. We have to see what the will of God. Your mouth is the will of God. You decide. Decide and declare it. Stand flat-footed like you're standing at a podium. I declare. This is the end of this. I don't know how and I might not know when, but I know what it's going to be when it's over. At the end of this, I win. Why? Because I've already won. I already won because he put it in my heart. He told me it would happen. Now I'm declaring it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So whatever you say on earth has been, will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose is loosed here. Whatever you bind is bind here. I'm putting this in your hands. So you don't have to really take anything from anybody or whatever it is. You can now understand the will of God for yourself and speak it into existence. And then light comes into your path. Let me finish this up. Because I want you to do something for me. Say it with me. Tell somebody. Declare a thing. I mean, look at somebody right in the face and tell them. Declare something. I mean, really, let's just stop sitting around here and don't say nothing. Don't, don't say nothing. And life is just punching you in the face. Mm. Mm. Help me, Jesus. Mm. I don't know what they taught Christians like Christians can't fight back. You don't have to swing anything. Do what Jesus did in John 4. Do what Jesus did. Jesus said, the word of God says, thou shalt not. <laughs> you can fight with the word. You can fight with God told me it was going to happen. He finished it. I'm like him. I say it's finished. It's done. Well, what about this? I don't know nothing about that. I don't know anything about that. I just know that God is working for me. Now, last one. What you say will happen. Let me give you the New Testament. Mark 11. Read it. Read it out loud. So Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever, what? Whoever says, whoever opens their mouth and says to this mountain, what? What happens? If he does not doubt, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have what he says. He will not have what he thinks. He will not have what he prays. He will have what he says. So there has to be a declaration. There has to be a voice that comes out of you. My friend... My friend was praying with me. He called me and he said, uh, what's going on with you? And I said, everything. Everything is going on. Everywhere there's something happening. All around me right now. He says, how do you feel? I said, I feel good. If you ever played sports, there comes a time in a game. It doesn't matter what it is. Track, baseball. There comes a time when everything you're doing slows down. Everybody else think you're under pressure, but the world goes in slow motion. 
They call it the zone. So it slows down. You can almost see the play happening in front of you. You, you can see what's getting ready to happen even though it's not happened yet. Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky says, the, the, the ice slows down for me. He says, I can see the shards of ice from people's skates slow motioning through my vision. He says it slows down and now I can tell not where the puck is, but where the puck is going to end up. And I go where the puck is going. There's no trick to my scoring except I can, under pressure, understand that I've got to be watching what's happening around me and let the world slow down. And I said to my friend, it's just real slow motion now. It's just slow motion now. It seems like things are taking longer. It just seems like some stuff I prayed that was moving fast. I said, it's moving slower now. It's like, I, I don't really know where I am all the time, but I feel safe and secure. I feel comfortable just swinging the bat. I feel comfortable just shooting the ball. I feel comfortable signing the contract. I don't know how this is going to end, but I can feel like it's slowing down for me. He said these words, it's going to turn out how you decide it will. Say that with me. It's going to turn out how I decide it will. Say it again. It's going to turn out. So it seems like in the next four minutes, the time I got left with you, you would just make a decision on how it's going to turn out. How's this next deal going to turn out for you? How's this relationship going to end? Will this relationship at its end end with you in power or someone else? How will this sickness you're dealing with, how's it going to end? How is the business deal you're working out, working on right now, how's it going to end? How's it going to end? Y'all too quiet for me. I know you're waiting for me, right? How is your next sales projection? How's it going to go? How's it going to go? You need to make up your mind because you're just like him. What do you want? While the Christians go to sleep, you stay awake. What is it you really want? You. What do you really want? What do you really want? Decide it. Decree it. And then life will come to your path. Because the last point is this. Put the last point up there and the last scripture. Here's what you don't know about Isaiah 46. You are just like God. Here's the problem. He sent you here to earth he's not here 
and he's not coming. Our Father, who is not on the earth, Our Father who's in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. His idea is not for you to leave. It's his, it's his idea that you bring him here. So if he gave you the keys to the car, who's driving? Pastor, I don't want to hear this. I want you to help me. I want you to help me because stuff's going on at home. I just lost my job. Something's getting ready to happen. My relationships are falling apart. My marriage is in trouble. I know that's what you want. But me asking you to come get saved and let God fix it, I know it's not going to work. I know. That's not how it works. You have got to decree a thing. You have got to use your faith. You finally got to say, I am. Say it, I am. I, I mean, unfold your legs and your arms and say, I am. Sit up straight and say, I am. I am like him. I am like him. Come on, I am like him. There's no one like me. There's absolutely no one like me. No one. <laughs>